0: You're listening to Cockadoodle News on WUSC FM and HD One Columbia.
1: That's right. It is this time of the week again. It is a little after six, and it's time for the news. Make sure you stay tuned through the whole show because we have some interesting things happening in the government. Um, Some reasons why you should watch cat videos at work, as well as um, some new things coming out of North Carolina. All this and more will be happening this show. As always, if you're ever listening and you have an opinion you'd like to share, or if you just want to chat, you can call the station at 803-576-9872. That's 803-576-WUSC. Of course, if we are on air and you have something you'd like to share with us, feel free to reach out via social media. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching WUSC News. If you ever miss a episode, you can check us out wherever you get your podcast. The shows will be uploaded the next day at six o'clock. Monday's show today will be uploaded Tuesday at six. Wednesdays, Thursday at six, etc. Let's get on with the interesting stuff. In case you haven't heard, in North Carolina, a professor has stepped down as director of graduate studies in Duke's biostatics department after email leaks. An email was released where a biomatics professor Megan Nelly asked Chinese students to, quote, commit to using English 100% of the time. Neely was encouraging students to speak only English or else face unseen barriers to future opportunities within their department. The emails came after Neely was approached by two other faculty members who observed the students speaking Chinese in their words very loudly. Neely sent out the email to everyone um, in the department just as a reminder. And since then, Neely has stepped down as director of graduate studies in biostatics department, but she still remains a professor at Duke. Additionally, the faculty that originally came to her are being looked into, and this is being investigated. Naturally, as you can imagine, this has gotten a lot of attention in social media. My favorite comment, which was a student who said that she was also an international student, but she has never been asked to not speak French in the hallways. Uh, other notable facts about the story are that the the students in question did appear to be conversing in their native tongue uh, on their own time, just happened to be within the hallways of the department's building. Updates from the Great State of the Union War of 2019. The City of the Union, which was originally scheduled for tomorrow, will not be taking place even though the government has been open. Pelosi announced that the address has not yet been rescheduled. Today, federal employees went back to work after the longest shutdown in U.S. history. Hooray! But NBC has reported that a new study from the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office has found that the economy took an $11 billion hit during the 35-day period. Three Billion dollars of which will be gone forever. As the shutdown is over, another one could be on the horizon. Last Friday, the president announced that the government would reopen for three weeks. During this time, negotiations are supposed to be in the works for funding for his wall. However, many analysts do not believe that negotiations will be made. In the event that no negotiations are made, the president has threatened another shutdown or a federal state of emergency. Those are your headlines for today. Make sure that you stay tuned for more coming up right after this. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, I cannot talk today. I feel like it's just been one of those days where you wake up and you're like, as soon as you wake up, you're like, "Eh, I feel like today's not going to be the greatest it's not going to be really bad, but it's going to be like worse than okay. I don't know what you call these days, like feel Like it's worse than eh. But it hasn't been a bad day. It's just been a neh squared day. But that's okay. Um because cat videos at work could help improve your focus and productivity? What? I don't watch a lot of cat videos, but they're one of those things where when you start watching them, you just, you can't stop. Personally, I'm more of a babies doing weird things kind of person. I really enjoy watching babies eat lemons for the first time. They're great, especially when they, like, push them away, but they're like, no, give me more. Well, a new study, or ish. Uh, by researchers from the University of Hiroshima have found that students' performance on a variety of tasks like fine motor skills improved after viewing cute images of puppies and kittens. The scientists concluded that this is because you're increasing your attention and focus while looking at cute images. The Hiroshima researchers advocated the use of cute images and objects in the workspace to improve productivity. If you also spend a lot of time on the internet looking at cool inventions, technologies, or hotel rooms from around the world, you may notice that here in the U.S. we are a bit behind. I read an article, um, it was on BuzzFeed, but like it was still it was really cool, um, where a hotel in the U.K. would bring you a live puppy to cuddle with, and another one also in the U.K. that would let solo travelers rent goldfish during their stay so they wouldn't be lonely, to which everyone around me was like, what? And I was like, oh! I like cute things. Um, If you've probably also noticed that we're a little bit behind the cute factor, uh, but we're slowly gaining ground. If you've taken notice of the Japanese trend, kawaii, uh, it's recently entered into US pop cultures in the last few whiles. Uh, I was in New York uh, about a month ago. I saw slash drug my family into three or four shops just within like a block of my hotel. Side note, they all smelled like cupcakes and were filled with soft, fun toys, and that was just a big bonus. I think my mom ended up actually liking going into the shops for, like, a little bit after a while. Um, Well, this Japanese trend, if you can't picture the style we're talking about, think about Hello Kitty or, you know, like, the pictures of food with really big, doughy eyes. Just... cute things. Well Big Think reported that the word kawaii is derived from a phrase meaning a radiant face which refers to someone blushing and over time the word has just evolved to cute. Um, But the way it's written in Japanese literally means able to be loved. And those cute uh, often animated creatures are definitely able to be loved in my book. You can find this style all over Japan. Um, which might explain why, like, people constantly seem to be smiling when they're just dressed cute. Uh, Kauai um, is, communicates the unabashed joy found in, un, um, in the presence of innocent, harmless, and adorable things. Um, which is the way that a Tokyo professor who specialized in cute studies put it to a CNN travel reporter. I want, Where is that degree? I want, a, I want a degree in cute studies. I feel like that'd be... It'd be cute! How many times can we say the word cute during the story? Well, a lot of people have strong ideas as to why we respond to the cute factor. Uh, Newsy reported that some think that it is a natural response to helplessness, uh, a.k.a. babies, while other reporters think that we're just looking for comfort in a busy society. Either way, I just see this as an excuse to fill my desk with stuffed animals and sushi sushi erasers and, and watch cat videos instead of, you know, actually doing homework. Sorry, Mom. Anyways, I thought that was a cute story that just kind of lightened my day a little bit. And I thought that y'all would also think that was a cute story to lighten your day a bit.
0: I'm Dr. Anthony Lizerowitz, and this is Climate Connections. Billions of people around the world cook over open fires or with rudimentary cook stoves. But cutting down trees for fuel is bad for the climate, and breathing smoke can harm people's lungs and cause other diseases. Women who do the bulk of the cooking are the most vulnerable. Coming from a traditional household, I know that most of the women, where they cook in the kitchen, you have all the kids there. So the kids, too, are constantly being exposed to this. That's Grammy-nominated recording artist Rocky Dewuni from Ghana. As an ambassador for the Clean Cooking Alliance, he promotes stoves that use less fuel or rely on cleaner sources. While visiting a refugee camp on the border of Rwanda and the Congo, Dawuni learned that women gathering wood there often had to trespass on strangers' land. The allies were constantly being threatened because people felt like they were coming to steal stuff. With more efficient and cleaner cook stoves, the women needed less wood, so it was easier for them to stay safe. And seeing their lives transformed made Dawuni even more passionate about his work. We are solving all these public health and environmental issues all at the same time. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. Learn more at YaleClimateConnections.org. All it takes is one spark, one careless act to start a wildfire. So next time you build a campfire, find an open site. Clear from dry brush and overhanging branches. Be sure to keep the fire small, and when you're done, probably drown the fire, stir it with a shovel, and then drown it again, because only you can prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the USDA Forest Service, your state forester, the Ad Council, and in partnership with the National Association of Broadcasters. Hey, how you doing? Educational videos, top quality, right here. You'll never hear anyone selling education on the street, but with free family learning programs you can get the education you need. Call 1-877-FAMLIT-1 for information on free learning programs. 1-877-FAMLIT-1. Check it out, check it out. We your GED right here, guaranteed, ma. Come on, check it out. Free family learning programs from the National Center for Family Literacy. Brought to you by the National Center for Family Literacy and the Ad Council.
1: New guidelines from the American Academy of Neurology and the American Headache Society find certain seizure drugs, along with certain beta blockers, are effective for preventing migraine attacks. Over-the-counter drugs, including ibuprofen and naproxen, as well as some herbal remedies may also help. For a complete list of treatments recommended for preventing migraine, visit AAN.com.
0: You're listening to Cockadoodle News on WUSC-FM and HD1 Columbia.
1: It is now about uh, six twenty five. We are almost at the bottom of the hour, which means we're almost out of time. But as always, before we leave, I just wanted to keep y'all updated with some new things happening at USC. The College of Arts and Sciences this College of Arts and Sciences is going to present a City of Women panel tomorrow, Tuesday, January 29th, twenty nineteen, from three sorry, from two to three PM at russell house in the theater from anonymous and unacknowledged to recognize celebrated and revere we're going to honor our city's legacy of remarkable women join the college of arts and sciences during ufsc's leadership week learn about the new york project that inspired them and why it matters and their plans for celebrating women in columbia The panel will be moderated by Sally McKay, USC's Director of Advancement and Alumni Relations for the College of Arts and Sciences. Panelists will include Rachel Hodge, the former First Lady of South Carolina, Laura Wilburn, the Director of Development at WREN, Robin Waits, the Executive Director of Historic Columbia, and Tamika Isaac-Divine, a City Councilwoman. In addition, tomorrow, the State of the City will be taking place From 6 to 9 p.m., this will happen in the law school, room 103. Join Columbia's mayor, Steve Benjamin, and other city officials for the 2019 State of the City Address. I don't want to say, most importantly, happening tomorrow is a WUSC interest meeting. But this is WUSC, so I am going to say it. If you would like to be a member of the station, come out from from 6 to 7 p.m. tomorrow. Um, we will be in the Russell House, room 304. Tomorrow is our second to last interest meeting. It's interest meeting number three. And then lastly, interest meeting number, f- number four will take place February 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. again, and that will be in Russell House, room 303. If you would like more information on any of these events, feel free to check out sc.edu calendar. If you would like to check out any more events or fun facts about WUSC, you can feel free to reach us on our website, which is wusc.fm. I highly encourage everyone to come out and be a, at least come to the interest meetings um, if you're interested in being a DJ. I know for me personally, it has been great experience learning how to work a board, working on my voice, working on my reporting. Um, If you don't know already because you haven't been following me for three years, uh, I am a broadcast journalism major, though I do not sound like it tonight, unfortunately, and this has been extremely invaluable. I have been able to take projects I've done in the classroom and put them directly on air. It has been an enormously fun time for me. Um, Super cool also. Uh, So once again, our interest meeting will be tomorrow in Russell house room 304 from six to seven. And then again, February 6th, also from six to seven in Russell house room 303. Well, we are about out of time, so we will see you again Wednesday from 6 to 6.30 or sooner if you check us out on Facebook or Twitter. Remember just to search WUSC News. As always, you can also find us in podcast form wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, etc. Go on. You can get podcasts anywhere. Just search Cockadoodle News and we will pop right up there. I hope that you guys enjoy your rest of your day and tomorrow, and we will see you again.
0: This has been Cockadoodle News on WUSC. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 6 to 6.30 p.m.